This is Parliament Watch from the Hindu, a podcast tracking the heartbeat of Indian democracy. Hi, today is Wednesday, July the 20th, and you are listening to the Parliament Watch podcast by The Hindu. This is your host, Saptaparna Ghosh. Join us as we recapitulate all the action from the second day of the monsoon session. It was for the second consecutive day that proceedings in both the Lok Sabha and the Rajya Sabha were adjourned post-lunch as opposition members in both the houses protested and raised slogans against the imposition of GST on certain new items and price hikes of essential commodities. Incidentally, the lower house was adjourned when members were to discuss the minimum support price for farmers after members from the opposition benches stormed into the well of the house holding placards and raising slogans. Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman later tweeted to clarify that the GST Council had exempted from the regime all food items such as wheat, pulses, rice and maize among others when sold loose and not pre-packed and labelled. To help us acquire a perspective and understand minutely the significance of the second day's proceedings, I have here with me the Hindu's deputy editor, Sandeep Fukun. Thank you, Saptaparna. Well, the highlight of the second day of the monsoon session, Tuesday, was that it was also the final day for filing of nomination uh, for the vice presidential polls. And Margaret Alva, you know, who served uh, in various capacities, uh, including being uh, the former governor of Rajasthan, she was the joint opposition candidate and uh, she filed her nomination. It was projected as a show of unity. Heavyweights like Sharad Pawar, the NCP chief, CPIM's general secretary, Sita Ramiachuri, former Congress uh, chief Rahul Gandhi, they were all present by her side when the nomination papers were filed. However, the cracks in the opposition unity were also clearly visible simply because uh, some of the biggest uh, you know, opposition parties like the Trinamool Congress and the Ahmadmi Party did not turn up uh, and they were conspicuous by their absence. As far as proceedings were concerned, both the houses saw repeated disruptions before being adjourned for the day. Both the Rajya Sabha and the Lok Sabha witnessed disruptions over the issue of price rise, as well as newly imposed goods and services taxed on some new items, you know, essential items like curd, paneer. These were items uh, that the opposition argued would affect uh, the daily budget of a common man, of, of a common family. And that's why they wanted the government to reverse this. Rajya Sabha witnessed very little proceedings. The opposition members wanted... Uh, voting, uh, a discussion under a particular provision that entailed voting. The government, uh, of course, the chair did not allow. And uh, initially, the House was adjourned until 2 p.m. And then when the House reassembled, it got adjourned for the day. In the Lok Sabha, uh, Speaker Om Birla did try to run the House. And at 11 o'clock, as soon as the House assembled, Speaker Om Birla actually started with the questioner. That's the time where, you know, between 11 and 12 is the time when question are uh, takes place uh, in the Lok Sabha. 
And that is also the time when MPs actually get a chance to hold the government to account. And the questions that were listed for Tuesday were questions pertaining to the Ministry of Agriculture. And uh, barely one or two questions had started when the uh, opposition members led by the Congress MPs trooped into the well of the house. They were carrying placards. They were shouting slogans. One of the placards, in fact, read, Gabbar Singh tax is back, you know, referring to GST being imposed on new items. Uh, the speaker was particularly angry and he said that, you know, rules did not allow members to come into the house with placards. Uh, most of the members uh, carry the rule books on them, but they don't follow the rules. And then at one point, an angry speaker said that you all, referring to opposition MPs, he said you all uh, talk about uh, price rise, you all talk about farmers issue, but when the question hour takes place, and pertaining to, you know, issues relating to farmers, you do not allow the house to function. Uh, and uh, a visibly upset speaker then adjourned uh, the day, I mean, adjourned the proceedings until 2 p.m. And then again, we saw similar scenes uh, when the house reassembled at 2 p.m. And then it had to be adjourned for the entirety. Now one has to see uh, there are three more working days in this uh, in this week. Uh, we will have to see whether the opposition will allow the House to function and if they can uh, put their point of view across on the floor of the House when it comes to price rise and uh, GST being imposed on new items like curd, paneer, among other things. Thanks, Sandeep. Outside the parliament now, 12 Shiv Sena members of the rival faction, including Maharashtra Chief Minister Eknath Shinde, requested Lok Sabha Speaker Om Birla to appoint Rahul Shivale as the party's floor leader instead of Vinayak Raut. This happened a day after Shiv Sena MPs had written to the speaker asking him not to entertain any representation from the rival faction. It was later in the day, however, that Mr. Birla recognized Mr. Shivale as the Shiv Sena's leader of the house. Let's now turn to some of the written answers that were tabled at the Lok Sabha. 3,92,643 Indians renounced their Indian citizenship between 2019 and 2021 as per figures tabled by the Ministry of Home Affairs. A majority of these renunciations have been to acquire citizenship in the United States, followed by Australia, Canada, United Kingdom and Italy among others. Minister of Rural Development Giriraj Singh informed that a total of 7,93,568 kilometers worth of road length was sanctioned under various interventions and verticals of the Pradhan Mantri Gram Sadak Yojana, against which a total of 7,12,223 kilometers have been completed. The central government has set a deadline of September 2022 for completing all work under the first and the second phases of the scheme and March 2023 for all work under road connectivity project for left-wing extremism affected areas. The implementation of the third phase of the scheme is up till March 2025. Now, to know what happened in the Rajya Sabha, I have with me my colleague Deeksha Munjal. That's over to you, Deeksha. Thank you, Saptaparnu. As you mentioned earlier, the Rajya Sabha also adjourned early for the second day in a row today amid opposition protests. External Affairs Minister S. Jay Shankar 
did manage to table the weapons of mass destruction and their delivery systems prohibition of unlawful activities amendment bill 2022 before the adjournment but discussions over the bill could not take place while the upper house could not check off many items from the list of the day's business some significant statistics were provided in written replies the defense ministry informed that the three armed forces the army navy and the indian air force were facing a shortage of 135784 personnel the shortages include both officer and non officer rank positions the ministry wrote that as of january 1st this year the army was facing the maximum number of vacancies at 116464 the navy faced a shortage of 13597 on may 31st while the air force had 5723 vacancies as on july 1st minister of state for defense ajay bhat also informed that the average annual recruitment is 60000 in the army around 5400 in the navy and 5700 in the air force however he did not reply to the specific question on whether the average annual recruitment figure was more than the number of personnel the agnipat scheme proposes to recruit and if so how did the ministry plan to meet the shortage notably under the agnipat scheme which faced nationwide protests the three armed services are planning to recruit a total of 46000 soldiers this year the finance ministry informed that based on high frequency indicators For the first quarter of the current fiscal year, the economy was on the course to achieving 8 to 8.5% growth this year, as projected by the economic survey tabled in the parliament in January. Union Power Minister R K Singh cited the reasons that necessitated coal imports this year. Mr Singh said that coal had to be imported first because of the exponential rise in electricity demand due to post-pandemic economic growth. second due to the addition of 28.6 million consumers to the center's electrification scheme saubhagya and thirdly because of the strengthening of the transmission and distribution system he said that domestic coal production had increased and that india produced around 200 million tons of coal this year up to june as compared to 156 million tons during the same period last year but consumption of domestic coal went up by 11% in april in april the ministry of power had advised power generating companies to import coal for blending purposes at the rate of 10% of their requirement meanwhile the health ministry informed in a written reply that the world bank recently approved a loan of 1 billion us dollars to support india's flagship pradhan mantri ayushman bharat health infrastructure mission the loan comprises two complementary loans for 500 million dollars each one for transforming india's public health systems for pandemic preparedness and the second one for enhancing the country's health service delivery that is it on the rajya sabha updates from tuesday Back to you now, Saptaparno. Right. Thanks, Diksha. And now for the fact of the day: thirteen lakh thirty-four thousand three hundred and eighty-five. That is the number of electric vehicles flying on Indian roads as on fourteenth July this year. The list is topped by Maharashtra 
which has 1,16,646 electric vehicles plying. For more such analysis and real-time updates on the monsoon session, do head to our website www.thehindu.com or download our app. Subscribe to The Hindu Online to get unlimited access to all updates, exclusive content such as detailed explanations of the upcoming bills, expert analysis and comments from our journalists and contributors. Do join us tomorrow as we delve into all the happenings in both the houses on Wednesday. Until tomorrow, it's a wrap. Thanks for listening.